The Tale Tale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. True, nervous, very, very dreadfully nervous. I have been an am. But what will you say that I am mad? I hear many things in hell. How, then, am I mad? Hearken, I'm observed how healthily, how calmly, I can tell you the whole story. It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain, but once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object there was none, passion there was none. I loved the old man. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. He had the eye of a vulture. Now, This is the point. You fancy me mad. Madmen know nothing, but you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceed, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I want to work. I was waiting this moment for seven long nights, every night just at midnight. But I found the eye always closer, and so it was impossible to do the work, for it was not the old man who begs me, but his evil eye. Upon the eighth night, I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. A watch minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. I could scarcely contain my feelings. His room was as black as pitch with the thick darkness. I had my head in, and I was about to open the lantern with my thumb slipped upon the thin fastening and the old man sprang up in the bed, crying out, Who's there? I kept quiet still and said nothing. For a whole hour I didn't move a muscle, and in the meantime I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in the bed listening, just I have done, night after night, her carrying to the dead watches in the wall. Presently I heard a slight groan. I knew this was the groan of mortal terror. <laughs> it was not a groan of pain nor grief. Oh no, I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first like noise. When he had turned in the bed, his fear had been ever seen growing upon him. He had been trying to fancy them causeless, but could not. He have been saying to himself, it's nothing but the wing in the chimney, it is only a mouse crossing the floor. Yes, he have been trying to comfort himself with this supposition, but he have found all in vain. All in vain because death in approaching him how stuck with his black shadow before him and enveloped the victim. 
when I have waited a long time, very patiently, without hearing him lie down, I resolved to open a little, a very, very little crevice in the lantern. So I open it, you can imagine how stealthily, how stealthily until at length and single dim ray, like the thread of a spider, should thrown out the crevice and fell full upon the bullshore eye. It was open, wide, wide open, and I grew furious as a guy opened it. I saw it with perfect distinctness, all a dull blue, with a hideous veil over it that shielded the very marrow in my bones. But I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I had direct the ray as by instinct, presently upon the damaged spot. I increased my fury as the beating of a drone stimulated soldier into courage. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder, I say, louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous. So, I am. And now at the dead of the hour night, amid the dreadful silence of the old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. The old man's hour had come. He shivered once, once only. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him and then smiled to find the deed so far done. But for many minutes, the hair beat with muffled sound, and then the old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined the corpus. Yes, he was stunned. Stone dead. First of all, I dismembered the corpus. I cut off the head and the arms and the legs. I then took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited all between the scantlings. I then replaced the board so cleverly so cunningly that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. When I had made at the end of this labor, it was four o'clock. As the bell sounded the hour, there came a knocking at the street door. I went down to open it with a like heard for what I had I now to fear. There entered three men who introduced themselves with perfect suavity as officer of the police. A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Suspicion of full play had been aroused. Information had been lodged at the 
police office. I smiled, for what had I to fear? I begged the gentleman welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. The old man I mentioned was absent in the country. I took the visitor all over the house. I bade them search, search well. I led them at legs to his chamber. In the enthusiasm of my confidence, I broke chairs into the room and desires them here to the rest from their fatigues. While I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumphant, placing my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpus of the victim. The officers were satisfied. My manner had convinced them. I felt myself getting pale and wished them gone. My headache and fainted ringing in my ears, but I still lay sad and still shattered. The ringing became more distinctive. It continued and became more distinctive. I talked more freely to get dry of the feeling, but it continued and gained the feelings until at length I found that noise was not within my ears. Not doubts. I now grew very pale, but I talked more friendly and with hagged voice, and yet the officer heard not. I talked more quickly, more vehemently, but the noise steadily increased. Why would they not be gone? I paced the floor to and fro with heavy strides of excited fury by the observation of the men. But the noise steadily increased. Oh God, what could I do? I found, I read, I swore. I swung the chair upon which I had been sitting and ran it upon the boards, but the noise arose over and continued increasing. It grew louder, louder, and still the men shed it pleasantly and smiled. Was it possible they heard not? Almighty God, no, no, they heard. They suspect, they knew. They were making a mockery of my horror. This I thought, and this I think. But anything was better than this agony. Anything was more terrible than this derision. I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer. I felt that I must scream or die. And now again, hard, louder, 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 louder. Billions, I shriek. Dissemble no more. I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here, here. It is the beating of his hideous heart. Thanks for listening.